bringing people joy through food, like having people over for a meal and cooking for them and everybody sitting around a table, enjoying a meal and seeing that joy and, and that connection that, that can be created through sharing food has just been probably the one thing in my life that has always guaranteed to make me tick and makes me feel so fulfilled and so joyful. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and today on the podcast, I am joined by Ruth Elnakabe. She is the founder and CEO of Joya, a botanical functional food brand on a mission to help people feel and live their best every day. I really enjoyed this conversation with Ruth, and at the core, I think her journey and her story is a testament that it's really never too late to do what it is that you want to do in this world. She has a really interesting story, too. She's a former corporate lawyer, and after hitting her own rock bottom, she decided to move in a different direction. And we go into her entire wellness journey in today's episode and how studying holistic nutrition opened the door for greater healing and education. And then we talk about too, why true wellness can't be achieved without joy. And this part of the conversation I obviously loved because Joya in so many ways allowed Ruth to reconnect to her culinary roots and bring about her own personal joy. And so we talk about her passion for making people happy through food, what makes Joya unique in the space of adaptogens and healing, and how they're really bringing joy through a focus on flavor to the world of really medicinal tasting functional foods. We also talk about wellness as a lifelong journey, like Hello, mic drop to that. It is so true. And how we can address chronic stress through adaptogens and mindfulness and the role of shifting our perspective. Plus, Ruth shares with us about her grandmother, Joya, who is really the inspiration and the embodiment of the Joya lifestyle. And we also dive into the connection between joy and fulfillment. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I really want you to be able to live a happier more joyful, and just ease-filled life. And so that's why I'm so happy to share that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The last year and a half, there is no doubt it's been difficult. And that's why I think now more than ever, it's important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. So this is how it works. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you're matched with is a good fit. And this service is available for people worldwide too. BetterHelp also offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network, so you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too. So as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seek the joy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. As always, I cannot wait to hear what you think about this week's new episode. So make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Seek the Joy Podcast 
everywhere. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, wherever, make sure you hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. I think though, if I could sum up my biggest takeaway from my conversation today with Ruth, it's just that food is such an important part of our wellness journey, and it's about fusing flavor with function. Food that nourishes us, sustains us, and heals us can be fun, enjoyable, and really just overall benefit our well-being and so that we're able to really just step forward and live and feel our best every day. So excited to hear what you think. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Ruth Elnikave of Joya. Ruth, I'm excited to talk to you today. I know, you know, you've had an incredible journey and something that you share through your work is that true wellness can't be achieved without joy. So I think a good place to start is, can we talk about your wellness journey towards joy? What was that like? What was that like for you to move towards greater joy through your own wellness? Yeah. You know, overall I've had, I mean, I've had incredible life and I think, and even in the years where I was practicing as a corporate lawyer and really run into the ground and, you know, it didn't have a life, you know, outside of work. I mean, even then there was, I still had an amazing life, right? I can't, but it really, that lifestyle and the demands really took away true true joy, like joy in the day. There wasn't, it, it was a good life, but there wasn't joy in it. And, you know, I almost blessed to have had that experience because it it really kind of hit home, you know, life's too short to waste it. And it really flies by at the end of the Mm -hmm. day and to waste it, you know, working your butt off, you know, just for money or just for prestige or just for whatever it is. And then you look back and, and you just, you know, there's no sense of reward. You feel like you missed out on relationships on people. So I'm, I'm almost, you know, it, it is, kind of wish I didn't have the experience, but kind of blessed that I did mm-hmm. because it really made me turn things around. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, my life is still super demanding being an entrepreneur and, and trying yeah. to get a business off the ground, but it's forced me to pay attention to those things. And even on those crazy days to really appreciate and even find joy in the two minutes of savoring a latte in the morning or you know, the, the breath work, it just, you know, so there's days where you can have a lot of it and there's days where, you know, you really appreciate the small things, but really just realizing the importance of it. And, and hopefully, you know, as hopefully the business grows and can grow the team, you know, I'll have a bit more time in my life and, you know, it, it is a bit crazy demanding right now, but it's, it's more the outlook that it gave me, um, as opposed to, you know, didn't, change my life. It's not like I have 10 hours of free time a day now, but <laughs> it it does make, I think the difference of the world, just that frame of mind and the mm-hmm. outlook and, and doing consciously doing what you can to appreciate the amazing little things in this world that can bring us so much joy. I, I think it's so interesting. What you said is that you've, you've had this good life, even when you were a corporate lawyer, you had this good life, but it wasn't nourishing you in the way that maybe you needed or in the maybe in the way that you wanted. So there weren't moments of joy throughout the day that you had for yourself or that you could savor. And I think that's really interesting because on the outside looking in life can look really good, but if it's not hitting you where it should, if it's not nourishing you, filling you with joy in a way that it should for you, 
I mean, that's really what it's about. It's about knowing what's going to resonate for you and then allowing yourself, I think, the opportunity and the space to go out and look for it. And so I'm curious, you were in the corporate world, you were a corporate lawyer. At what point did Joya come into the picture? Did you start it while you were still working? What was that process like for you? No, I uh, not till not till after I left. So I just eventually realized in that you know, corporate, really demanding environment as I was being run into the ground, that it was just not something I could do long-term. And Mm -hmm. when I got to that point where I really needed to decide if I wanted to stay and become a partner or make a change, I just, you know, that was when I finally, uh, probably should have left earlier, but that was when I finally said, you know, that's it. Like life's too short. I'm approaching 40. Like I want to look back on my life and do something, you know, that I feel fulfilled about and like contributed. Um, So I left the law and I, I actually ended up leaving before I even had any semblance of a plan as to what I was going to do next, because it was so all encompassing a career that I didn't have the emotional or mental space while I was still practicing the job Mm -hmm. to, to really dig deep and figure that out. So I left and um, initially decided just to take a year to, to kind of clear my head and really think about like where, where my passions were and what I potentially wanted to do. And I'd heard about this program in holistic nutrition that was exactly a year. So I dove right in. I was like, great. Like I've always been into wellness. I've always been into food and doing this program will allow me to just reconnect, you know, on a deeper level with something that I've been missing all these years. Um, And in the meantime, you know, take some time to figure things out. And so the moment I left the law and started this program, my body completely crashed, Mm -hmm. like just completely, like everything stopped working. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, not a great experience to have, but lucky, lucky in a way to have had it while I was studying holistic nutrition, because really everything my body was going through was, was what we were learning in this program. And I had that immediate access to all this knowledge about all the modalities we were learning about traditional medicine, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, herbal medicine, all these powerful ingredients, you know, had that happened to me before I was even aware of what holistic health was or any of these modalities, I probably would have run to my GP and they would have done a couple tests and nothing would have seemed wrong and they would have shrugged their shoulders. And, you know, so I was, in a sense, I was lucky that it happened to me when I had this knowledge. And so I was able to heal myself using these modalities and these ingredients and it was, you know, indirectly through that journey of going through that, using these ingredients in these products, but at the time, nothing that anybody would have wanted to use being on the market, like everything I could get my hands on either tasted really, really medicinal mm-hmm. or was more so like, you know, food products that had a couple, you know, adaptogens sprinkled in, but didn't really have any efficacious or medicinal effect. And that was kind of when I had this light bulb moment because I was frustrated with what Mm -hmm. I could find where I said, this doesn't make sense. Like there's gotta be a way to create really powerful and effective foods, but that also taste great that people actually want to use on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. Mm -hmm. And that was when I kind of had my eureka moment for, you know, there's a gap in the market. I want to fill it. And I feel like with my culinary background as a chef and now as a nutritionist, like there's, I I can do this. There's got to be a way. And that's, yeah, that's what Joya came out of. Mm. I think it's so interesting. You said that your body, it feels like it sounds like you're saying your body really held on while you were in this high stress uh, culture and environment. And the moment you left and the moment you allowed yourself the space, it was like a deflating balloon. 
and everything kind of crumbled. And I think it's so interesting because we don't often, I think, recognize or realize the intelligence of our body. Like our body is its own, um, I don't want to say its own person, but I think you know what I mean? Like it has this brain, like we're very in tune. There's a a connection between mind, body, soul, spirit, environment. And so I just think it's so interesting what you said that your body just had this moment and it was when you were studying, starting to study holistic nutrition. And I think the timing is really, really interesting. There are no accidents. Like you found it when you were supposed to. And it's beautiful the way it it became this modality for healing, but also for education. And now that's really what you're sharing through through Joya. And so you mentioned your culinary roots. Do you feel like, I'm curious, like, did you grow up around a lot of food? Or did you go to school for nutrition or, or to become a chef prior to going to law school? Yeah, all of it actually. Wow. Very me. We, actually, I finally just found out, we just posted on, on mother's day on our feed and on Instagram and Joya picture of myself in the kitchen as a three-year-old oh. uh, with my mother in the kitchen. And it's kind of funny, like looking at what was on the counter in the photo, mm-hmm. I know exactly what we were making that day. And that was oh. 40 years ago. Um, so yeah, I grew up super lucky to have grown up in a home where my mom is a genius cook and we ate, you know, amazing home cooked meals all the time. And she was also very globally inspired. She's, you know, well-traveled. So it, it wasn't kind of like she knew how to make one thing. And we just ate that a lot. Like she'd always be trying out new things. And, um, my family on both my parents' sides from Israel. And so brought this, you know, really dynamic cultural kind of food heritage with her here. And so, and we traveled a lot. So yeah, I, I really grew up surrounded by amazing food. My grandparents too, my, my dad and my brother, I mean, we all really love to cook. And then right before law school, I kind of, after 20 something years of just loving and teaching myself, I did go mm-hmm. to culinary school just before law school. Um, so really wanted to take it to the next level. So at the time it, it clearly wasn't to pursue intentionally because law school was starting right after that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just, it, it really made bringing people joy through food, like having people over for a meal and cooking for them and everybody sitting around a table, enjoying a meal and seeing that joy and, and that connection that, that can be created through sharing food mm-hmm. has just been probably the one thing in my life that has always mm-hmm. guaranteed to make me tick and makes me feel so fulfilled and mm. so joyful. Yeah. In some ways, it just feels like you've returned to your culinary roots. Like you've retu- returned to where you started with cooking in the kitchen with your family. And I love what you said that food brings about this sense of joy, this sense of connection, this sense of belonging. When did you have like that aha moment for yourself of like, wow, like it really lights me up from the inside out to be able to share joy or share my joy with others through food and cooking? Like, when did you have that moment? It's a good question. I, you know, I, I don't know if I ever had an aha moment. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I just, I, I, I knew my whole life. I mean, I wouldn't have kept doing it obviously if it didn't bring me joy. And I'd, I'd find, even when I was crazy busy, I'd find opportunities. I mean, in law school, like I bake and bring baked goods to class. I love like it. I, I'd, I love I'd, it. I would always, <laughs> or if I didn't want to do work or study, I, my default would be I'd procrastinate in the kitchen. Like it's just always been, you know. So now when I look back on it, I realize just how intense it mm. was. But I, but yeah, it just it was always there. I'd love, 
you know, as a young adult, like I'd go visit my grandmother in Israel and just spend a week with her in her apartment cooking and then talking mm-hmm. over food. Like it's just always been the thing. And so, you know, I think now with Joya, it was, again, I more newly discovered, you know, the true holistic health part of it and the medicinal part of it. And so for me, bridging that gap, like seeing mm-hmm. the importance again of, of wellness, especially today with, you know, stress levels, continuously rising and we're more and more exposed to things that our bodies weren't exposed to before, you know, chemically, environmentally, like our bodies are going through a lot, a lot mm-hmm. today that 20, 30, 40 years ago, people weren't, and we need help, you know, yeah, just yeah. eating a healthy diet isn't enough. We need help. So there's this new element and I'm happy now that I know about that and I've studied that, but the food thing is, is always going to be that really important thing for me. So the ability for me to take both those things that you know, today are so important for me. I kind of, I like to describe it as, you know, bridging flavor and function. Like Mm. wellness is tough. Mm -hmm. Wellness is a lifelong journey and it's tough and it's complicated. And so for me now to be able to take everything I love and everything I know and help people make their wellness journey, not only less complicated, but enjoyable. I mean, that, that's just, I feel like I found it. Like that's so so rewarding for me. Hmm. It's about making the journey less complex because often when we talk about wellness, I think it can feel so complicated. Like, where do I start? Does it start with food? Does it start with mindfulness? Where does it begin? So I love what you were talking about. It's really about this fusion of flavor and functionality. And so to start, I would love to talk about flavor. Where I know you talked about, you started studying the, these ingredients for holistic nutrition and adaptogens. Um, but at what moment did you did you fall in love, I guess, with these ingredients or realize like, okay, I really want to infuse these flavors? Because I'm curious because there's so many products out there that do incorporate adaptogens. And so maybe a better question is, you know, what sort of makes Joya unique in this space when it comes to flavor and when it comes to these ingredients? Yeah, it's a really good question. So medicinal ingredients by definition are pretty bitter, right? The Mm -hmm. medicinal compounds. And it's just like when we take any medicine, like medicine typically is bitter. So when you use medicinal ingredients just on their own, they're going to be bitter. They're not enjoyable to take. And so, you know, for me, that gap and that challenge with Joya is how do I create products using these medicinal ingredients? Again, that don't just have little spring, like they truly have medicinal daily efficacious doses but are delicious and enjoyable. And so that wasn't easy, but that was exactly the white space, you know, in the market in the gap that I kind of set out to, to fill. And so it's taking, how do you, how do you create a blend or a product where even though you've got all of these medicinal ingredients, it still tastes great and tastes great without masking the flavor of the medicinal ingredients with sugars or sweeteners and stevia and erythritol and mm-hmm. processed milk powders and all those things like that's that's really where i think we differentiate joya so i said i'm not going to use all these ingredients like all these products that i can find in the market and i'm going to set out to create blends that are delicious just by using a hundred percent pure natural ingredients and that was tough i mean that's it's tough because there's this bitterness you have to counteract, but yeah. So our, our blends are really all about, again, there's only so much you can mask. Like the medicinal ingredients are going to taste a bit bitter, but it's, you know, the higher quality ingredients you use, 
the better they taste. So, you know, we only start with the highest and it, it took me many, many months and I'm continuously sourcing because you can't, mm-hmm. you know, always rely on the same supply. So sourcing for the medicinal ingredients, you know, the highest quality you can find so that already there they taste, you know, a bit more palatable and then, you know, developing blends that through the combination of spices and other herbs and, you know, even some of the medicinal ingredients in our products or the, the functional ingredients have a bit of a, like a natural sweetness to them, like maca mm-hmm. or mesquite or the spices, cinnamon, ginger, they're functional ingredients, but, you know, they add to that rounded flavor. So yeah, that was the challenge and it's not easy, but I think that's at the end of the day, mm-hmm. how, how we're different is we, you know, achieve that delicious flavor, but without masking the medicinal flavor with unnecessary artificial or, you know, just unnecessary filler ingredients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I recently just had a conversation with this, um, her name is Chef Amber. She's um, the chef and owner of uh, two restaurants in Southern California called the Source Cafe. And what you just shared reminds me so much of what she talks about in our conversation about wanting to eat with joy, wanting to indulge and really savor the flavors that you are eating and consuming and enjoying in that moment. Because the truth is, is when we often talk or think about healthy food or we talk about wellness, we don't expect it to taste good. Like we, we figure we have to sacrifice flavor for well-being. And I think what you're showing or sharing right now through your work in Joya is like, no, like you can indulge and enjoy what you're eating, drinking, putting into your body, and it can be a fun and joyful experience. And I love this message. And I think it's so important in the wellness space of this can actually be fun. This can actually be joyful and you can indulge and have it be like a good positive experience and not feel bad, guilty, any kind of emotion. I think that comes, that comes with that. It's really unfortunate. And I don't even know when and how we got to the place where Mm -hmm. healthy meant blah, because at the end of the day, real food, Mm -hmm. first of all, it's for many years, it's all we had. And real food tastes delicious until today. There's so many cultures where, I mean, they don't have processed food and all the crap we eat in, you know, North American society. And you go and you travel and whether it's places in Asia or Europe and whatever, I mean, and it's funny because we talk about traveling in these gourmet cultures and that's mm-hmm. real food. That's real food, absolutely. And it's like, when did we get to the point in history where processed, high sugar, high fat, that's the stuff that was good and decadent. Exactly. But yeah. real delicious food wasn't. I don't, and that's, it doesn't even make sense to me, to be mm-hmm. honest. And so when people, yeah, when you say, I'm going to make you a healthy meal and you're like, oh, it's not going to taste good. Like, why yeah. would you even, why would you even assume that? If anything, I think the opposite, like something mm-hmm. that was all processed was, you know, isn't, is the default that's not going to taste good. But yeah. And then, you know, and that sense of joy, I think, often, you know, we hear the joy, the word joy, we just equate it with that, you know, giddy, happy. But Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, you think about the definition, the dictionary definition of joy, and it's a state of happiness evoked by well-being. Like Mm. the the definition of joy is specifically tied to well-being. It's not just, oh, I watched a funny movie. And like, there is no joy without being because the definition of joy is tied to well-being. And so, you know, back to what we were talking about earlier, like when I had my career, I wasn't joy. It it was my, I said, you know, my life was okay in the sense that I didn't have anything to worry for, you know, financially, but I wasn't well and I wasn't joyful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
so that, you know, and it's, and it is the little things again, the, you know, food, a good meal, the social, our social circles, like those are the things that bring us joy and make us well. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought in the definition of joy because it really is about our well-being and what is going to promote and sustain our well-being. And part of that is real good food that aligns with your body and your needs. And so you talked about this earlier, this fusion of flavor and function. So I want to talk about function now. When you talk about function, what does that mean? Because I think that word can mean so many different things to so many different people, but in the world of maybe adaptogens and joya, what do you mean by, by function in this way? Yeah. So, so I kind of use it in the, the industry term of functional food. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about functional foods, we're talking about foods that almost go just a step beyond just being nutritious. So they're foods that affect the functioning of our body. I mean, at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's really what they are. And so um, even in that sense, joy kind of has a dual piece because there's just that there's the emotional joy, right. From, from eating amazing food that makes us feel well, but then these foods also chemically, you know, impact whether it's serotonin production, right? Like a healthy gut, which leads to serotonin production or affects our mind. Like they physiologically support us feeling, you know, mm-hmm. more happy and joyful. So, you know, our products, again, they, they offer various functions. They're adaptogenic. So they, you know, help the body um, resist all the detrimental effects of stress and they support immunity and, we have different in hormone balance and each of our blends also supports additional um, functions. So whether it's cognitive function or calming or mood or digestion. Um, but at the end of the day, all the products are adaptogenic. And to me, that was very important in in how I approached formulation of our products, because, you know, you can take all the digestion supporting herbs in the world that you want. If you're, stressed and your body is all wound up, they're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like our gut, our entire digestive system is a muscle. And if you're stressed and then the muscles like that, ginger and turmeric and all are not going to do a thing. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it was really important that if I wanted to put out products to help again, help people with their focus and cognitive function or their mood or just kind of overall inflammation or digestion, at the end of the day, you have to support the nervous system and, and calm and stress response because that affects everything else in the body. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that, that's why I formulate the products, you know, that way and why they're all adaptogenic. And even, I mean, they could all just be adaptogenic and that would of course in itself Mm. offer so many benefits because, you know, a product that's truly efficaciously adaptogenic by definition, not only kind of helps the body fight, stress response, but supports immunity, supports hormone balance and supports nervous system balance. So, I mean, and that's a lot right mm-hmm, there. That is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love what you shared and thank you for what you shared about, you know, functional foods and adaptogens because um, it's to help your body get into a greater state of balance, but it can only get you so far. And I think that's a really good point because you can't rely solely on food or you can't rely solely on herbs. You also have to integrate, I think, a mindfulness practice and addressing this element of stress, chronic stress, I think has been kind of an underlying theme of our conversation so far. It's come up a couple of times. I think we're all experiencing, like you said, at some point, a higher level of stress in this world. And so finding ways to 
approach it, to address it, because the effects of stress are countless. I mean, it brings down our immunity, um, our overall well-being, our, our our feeling that we can approach a difficult situation. I mean, if you're super stressed, I mean, for me, I always think I can't do this. If I'm already overwhelmed, I can't take on something else. So I'm curious, you know, as you made this transition for yourself out of the corporate world, out of being a practicing lawyer, really tending to your body as it needed you to, and then moving into the space of entrepreneurship, how do you continue to take good care of yourself? Do you have any mindfulness practices that you rely on to help address that stress? You know, it's a really good point. I think it goes back to what we said earlier that, you know, wellness is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we live in a society, some of the greatest researchers on stress and, and wellness will we'll say it, you know, we, there's only so much stress that we can eliminate. Mm-hmm. Again, we live in a society where, um, and a lot of things that I think people don't think of as causing stress, but there's environmental stress, there's psychological stress, there's emotional stress, there's physical stress, and the body doesn't discriminate, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are all different, but the body reacts the exact same way. And so we live in a society where a lot of these things is not, we can't do anything about them. You know, we're, relationships are going to stress us out. And mm-hmm. Pollution in the air is going to have stress on the body and, you know, foods we eat are going to stress our digestive system. It's, it's there. It's, it's how we react to them, you know, and and what we do in response. And so, you know, I have a lifestyle now, I mean, starting my own business and all the money on the line and, you know, not even no guarantee that it's going to be successful. I mean, that's on top of my personal life, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stress, but I, I, now I do my best and it's, it's typically little things. So mm-hmm. again, having, you know, my, my morning routine, um, I have two, sometimes three, if I can moments in the day where I take a couple minutes for breathing exercises. Um, I really try to take proper breaks around meals and, and drinks and just really focusing and enjoying and not, you know, wolfing down food while I'm working, mm-hmm. um, my exercise, you know, routine. And some days it's super short. Um, some days I, it doesn't exist at all. And, and, but it's also not getting stressed about that, like not getting stressed about not being able to do, you know, totally. just appreciating and acknowledging that it's, you know, ebbs and flows and just doing the best you can. And again, back to those, the little things, I, I it's mm-hmm. funny. I find that the more, I really focus on the tiny things again, like that, that cup of coffee or the latte or taking in a view or a phone call with a friend. Like the more I focus on those, Mm -hmm. the more I feel kind of balanced and relaxed, despite how crazy my workday might be Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, anything going on. Yeah. There's, there's really something to be said for focusing on the joy, focusing on the good, focusing on those moments that you provide yourself in the day to check in with yourself, to be mindful, to experience your joy, um, as opposed to focusing on the stress and focus. When you focus on the stress, it just multiplies. You start to feel stressed out about the stress. So for me, it's a constant push, pull, like tug of war with myself of trying to bring myself back to focusing on the joy, the good, the little moments that I can infuse in my day, just like you said to, I think really help ground or recenter or just feel okay. Because whenever you're doing something like diving into building a business or doing something brand new or just beginning this wellness journey, which is hard, like we've been talking about, it can be full of stress and overwhelm. So being able to provide yourself with those moments, I think is huge. 
And I think choosing to focus on what we actually have control over, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, A, then we don't feel deflated and devastated because we're focusing on something that we can't control in the first place. Like focusing on things that are positive and that we can actually control also then just, it's like a, a vicious cycle, but then it energizes you and gives you more, right? More energy and mm-hmm. ability to then tackle the problems totally. that come up that, you know, and so it's, yeah, it's my, it's my, it's, it's choosing how, right. How to look at things and how mm-hmm. to approach things. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm guilty of, I have days where I suck at it. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I totally have days where I suck yeah. at it. But again, it's then catching myself and just, you know, trying to come back to yeah. practicing those things. All about redirecting yourself in the moment, if you can. I, I remember reading that your grandmother is the embodiment of the Joya lifestyle. And you brought her up a little bit earlier in the summers, you would spend a week in Israel visiting her. Can we talk a little bit about that? Like what is the Joya life and how does your, how has your grandmother and her life, how did she embody that for you? I think it's so beautiful. So I'd love to share if we can. I'm always happy to talk about her. Uh, Well, her name was Joya, interestingly enough. Yes. I remember reading that. I thought that was so beautiful too. What Um, a tribute. It was. And it, interestingly enough, it wasn't the original kind of way we came up with a name for the business. But then when Mm. we did, it was just the perfect fit for me because she really is one of those people in my life that my parents are both the youngest of many kids. And so, and then we were born, like me and my brother were kind of born a bit later. So Mm -hmm. my earliest memories of my grandparents, they were already, you know, in their seventies and you know, kind of a little bit older. And, but so for me, almost all my memories of my grandparents and particularly her was her cooking up a feast and the entire family getting together, Mm. bringing people together and enjoying, um, you know, they were all in Israel. And so, you know, we were lucky enough to be able to see them in summers. And so I think it was that much more momentous for me because it wasn't just her, you know, I didn't see my family the entire year, And then we'd go to Israel in the summer and it was just weekends at her house were Mm -hmm. feasts where the family came together. And I saw my cousins and my aunts and my uncles and we'd, and the food was incredible. And so we'd all be sitting around a table and there's just love, like so much love Mm -hmm. in the air and joy Mm -hmm. in the air. And, and that, that's it. Like that was my, my memory of her. And then even as an adult, um, once I was practicing law at the law firm, I mean, I, until she passed, I would take some of my every single year, a week of my very little holiday time and just on my own go to Israel and visit her for a week because, you know, I knew at that point she was already in her nineties. I didn't know how much more time I had and that joy that she radiated and that I, it was just, it was such a powerful thing for me that I, I knew I needed to have it in my life as Mm -hmm. long as I possibly could. So I just, you know, even past childhood, like even in as adult, I just keep going there every year, even for a few days, just to mm. get some of that in my life. Mm. I was. She sounds wonderful, and I in the energy that you described that she exuded, it just sounded infectious. And I love what you described too about these memories with your family and your grandmother, and and this 
embodiment of joya is connection. It's coming together. It's having joy in those moments. I think that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Is I think it really speaks to you and what you're cultivating with joya and this philosophy, you know, that I think we've shared that wellness comes with joy. You can't have one without the other. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. So I think it's probably safe to assume at this point, you you get some joy from what you're doing with Joya and the message that you're sharing and, and the products that you're putting out into the world. It's, it's fulfilling and mm-hmm. rewarding. You know, I, there was nothing rewarding about taking a pump, you know, company public or, or, you know, acquiring another, you know, and, and now I, I get to hear stories from customers about, how our products, you know, make them feel or how they've improved their health or, you know, and to me, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's why I'm, I'm doing this. And yeah, I mean, that, that does translate to me for joy, but it's mm-hmm. that fulfillment and knowing I'm, I'm making a difference, you know, knowing that I'll leave this world, having changed it for the better for some people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, mm. it doesn't get better than that. With everything. I love that you connect a joy to fulfillment because I think that's such an important, important part. It's like what brings you joy, how you express your joy is often that greater sense of fulfillment and what fulfills you and what sustains you and allows you to keep going. And ultimately, I think step into what you feel like your purpose is here because that for me is really what joy has always been. For me, it's always been that opportunity to connect to why I'm here, why we're, you're here, why we're all here. It's that moment of joy. It's that moment of fulfillment. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Uh-huh. I, think, I think that's a message we need is we think, we think, you know, we all have these careers and ambitions and ultimately it's about what is going to fulfill you and what is going to sustain you through ups and downs, health crisis, family crisis, a global pandemic, like what is going to sustain you and fulfill you? It's funny listening to you say that my mind now goes back to when you asked me earlier, if if there was a defining moment Mm. where I knew that, you know, cooking for people or whatever brought me joy. And I am, it probably was, I mean, I was, or a moment when I realized, when I really realized it and I was lucky enough to work with this amazing career coach while I was still at the law firm and really struggling with with, you know, if, if I, if I leave here, if I don't do this anymore, what am I going to do? Cause I really, at the time did not, I was always, my whole life, I was always jealous of my friends who, you know, knew they wanted to be a teacher or a doctor or dar- whatever it was, you know, and I, I, I really never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up or what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And working with this coach, my, my one big takeaway, and it was, it was funny, it was from this one exercise we did, but there was a moment where I had this eureka moment where I said, it was basically an exercise about looking back in my entire life as far back as I could remember and thinking about all the, all the times where I felt the most fulfilled and the most happy. Mm. And we did this exercise and actually wrote down all these things on paper and I looked at it and we looked at it together and I said, oh my God, like every single one of these times was when I was helping people or doing Mm. something for people. And it wasn't always food. It was, you know, coaching sports or mentoring at the law firm, but a lot of it had, it was around food, but but you had a core theme of helping people. Yeah. This pattern around helping people. And I was like, and I'm not doing that right now in my career. So Mm. even though at that moment, I didn't know exactly what the thing I wanted to do next was, 
ever since that moment, there was part of me that I guess knew at the very least that it had to be something around helping people. Mm. And then a few years later, that's when I kind of really said, okay, like, but what am I actually passionate about? I mean, there's so many ways you can help people, but if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it in a, in a way that's, you know, something I love and something mm-hmm. I'm passionate about. And so mm. being able to do that, you know, with food and wellness, that's when it kind of all came together, but yeah. There definitely, yeah, there was that defining moment, I guess, working mm. with a coach where I just knew, like, yeah. I just knew that that wasn't just a, a thing I did. Like it was, it was the thing I had to really devote my life to doing. Yeah. You had to keep going. I love, I love this exercise that you just shared. And I think anyone that's listening could do it is think about moments in your life where you felt fulfilled, where you felt And for me, the way I describe fulfillment is like really lit up from the inside out, like excited, energized, inspired, felt good in my skin. Like identify those moments for you. And then there's going to be a core theme that comes up. And for you, it was about helping people. And now that is exactly what you're doing. Oh, I love it. I love it. It is really cool. I hope she doesn't mind that I'm sharing this exercise. I did it once once with a friend after. And for her, it was creativity. Oh, again, she kind of always thought of it as a hobby, whatever, but she realized that it was always, and again, it's not always art. It, it could be, you know, problem solving or whatever, but she realized that it was that, that was when, mm. you know, she was, and it is, it's a really neat exercise. Mm. I love this. All right. I'll close with this question. Cause I really, I really enjoyed this conversation with you. What is your, what is your biggest dream? And this is really the question I ask everybody that that comes on the podcast. For the, you know, not to sound repetitive, but I, I really, especially since I feel like it, it took me a while to get, you know, to this realization and where I am now. And, you know, I did end up, even though I had a great life, you know, spent a lot of my adult life, you know, working really hard towards something that didn't make me feel fulfilled. I think my, my dream is really just to be able to keep, and it may not be joy. It may not be exactly what I'm doing now, but to, to be able and a, a, both financially, physically, to be able to keep doing what I'm doing now in the sense of doing things that help other people live life to the fullest, um, you know, and, and be as healthy and happy as they can so that they can realize, um, that, the most fulfilling life that they can. And of course, not to the exclusion of my own happiness, but mm-hmm. that brings me joy. So just to be able to keep doing that yeah, um, in whatever way, shape or form that be, and then be able to like look in my back of my life and, and know that that's the legacy I left. I mean, that's, hmm. that's a dream. I, it sounds like a beautiful dream. And it, it reminds me so much of what I know you're doing and sharing with Joya, which is really about helping people feel their best and live their best every day. So no matter the avenue that you take to do it, it just sounds like that, that is the dream just to continue to be able to do that. Ruth, thank you so much for this conversation and coming on Seek the Joy podcast, where can everybody find you, connect, find Joya, um, dive into your products and, and learn more. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. That was of course such a pleasure. Uh, we are a joya.ca. That's ca not com. Uh, even for international <laughs> international visitors. Um, on social, we're the Joya Life, 
And uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of at a fun pivotal moment. We actually, even though we're a Canadian brand, we originally only launched in the States. So right now, like literally the next couple of weeks are a really big moment for us. We're about to finally launch in Canada and we're about to launch a new packaging format, about to launch wholesale. We wow. just launched on Amazon. So we're kind of finally being able to really spread the joy farther and wider, which is super exciting for us. So yeah, mm. watch the journey. I love it. Yeah. We share a lot too on our website, I should say like lots of inspiration. It's not, you know, lots of information, but you know, the functional piece and the, the benefits of each ingredient, but also tons of recipes and kind of other articles about food and wellness. So lots of inspiration there, whether you're using our products or not, just mm. lots of inspirations for way to have fun and joy with food. Love it. Everything is going to go in the show notes for today's episode. So we'll make it super easy for everyone to connect and check out the products and the new branding and everything that's really coming your way. This is exciting. I think if I were to sum up my biggest takeaway from this conversation, I think it's that food can be fun. Food can be enjoyable. And it's about this fusion of flavor and function. How can you enjoy it, but also have it benefit you and your well-being and uh, allow you to step forward in feeling your best and living your best every day. And you can do that through Joya and what you've created. So Ruth, thank you. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate the conversation. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sydney. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.